1: Good morning, everybody. Welcome to today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. Appreciate you listening to AFR. Today is Wednesday, May the 4th, in case you didn't know. And uh, Ed Vitagliano is back in studio with us. Good morning, Ed. Good morning, Tim. And Fred Jackson. Good morning, Tim. Ladies and gentlemen, I was talking a little hockey with these boys here. (laughs) Trying to hang with them yeah. for two or three minutes. I'm telling you, you keep getting close to the edge of that yeah. river, brother, you're gonna slip in. <laughs> the New Englander and the Canadian were rapping some by rapping I mean talking people. I'm going i I'm going seventies. <laughs> that, that was rapping that I used the word rapping before it was modern. Yes. Uh, for, when, mu- before or, for music. For music. Music. <laughs> yeah, uh, talking. But anyway, uh we were talking a little hockey there. We um Hey, you traveling man! You went down to Louisiana, did you? Went now? to
2: uh, Monroe, Louisiana, with some of the uh, staff here. Wesley Wildman went. Brother Bert Harper went, and uh, we had a couple others uh, that went with us. And we uh, had some a, listeners. Don't met some listeners, which I I, I love doing. And yeah, and uh, we had a, had a good time
1: and uh, and enjoyed. Safe travels. It.
2: Safe travels. Yeah,
1: yeah. All right, uh, A lot to talk about today uh Steve Jordan will be with us next ha- uh, next hour. Abe Hamilton III, Abraham Hamilton III will be joining us at the bottom of the hour and Abe is a constitutional attorney and we will be asking him his thoughts on the leak of the uh, Supreme Court decision uh which would in essence reverse Roe versus Wade. At least that's the that's the um, talk right now, Fred, mm-hmm. uh, because uh, now are they going to, everybody's heard about this by now. We talked about it yesterday. Uh, are they going to find out who the leaker is? Uh, the speculation is
3: yes. The
1: spe- and I, I, I
3: want to underline speculation. We talked about yesterday that each of the Supreme Court justices have four clerks. It is believed that perhaps one of those clerks is the leaker. Uh, so, 36 people, there's a marshal who kind of oversees things for the Supreme Court. They refer to him as a marshal. So, Chief Justice Roberts has called in this marshal and no doubt some help from the Justice Department to figure out because we're led to believe there will be charges against this individual for leaking uh, this document from justice alito
1: it, it would have to be one of the 36 clerks unless it was one of the justices right i mean well not,
3: well there's there but there's captain
1: S- mustard in the kitchen with a <laughs> well, ranch no, right
3: there, there are staff members what was leaked was the full document it wasn't a summary of what justice alito wrote back in february it was i think a hundred pages yeah everything it was everything so question then becomes okay who has access to yeah.
1: that?
2: And part part of the issue, I've been doing some just some reading on this. Who knows? But you know, people have differing opinions about whether there are criminal charges that can be filed because the people in this small group who have access to this document uh, have the right to do so. Yes. And so the question is, if it's not illegal for them to have it, and there's no law prohibiting them from leaking it. Are there criminal charges that can be filed? And then there are other people who say, um, well, uh, if it was removed from a desk that, and by somebody who did not have access to it, or if this is federal property and you're not allowed to give it to somebody else, mm-hmm. then there could be uh, criminal charges. So, right. well, I guess I, we'll I do want out. to
1: ask Abe about that because Politico, the uh, the uh, Washington Beltway News, uh, service, I guess you could say opinion service. They're the ones who obtained this yes, and they're the ones who published it. And, um, anyway, it'll be interesting to see. My guess is between the next 24 to 48 hours, the person who leaked this will be known to the public because I just don't think it's going to take that long with 36 people and you know how rumors are and you know how people talk and, uh, So uh, well, there
2: was also one other thing I read too that said that even if criminal charges cannot be filed against the individual or individuals, who knows? But uh, who leaked it? What might happen is if they are if if they are interviewed by federal, uh, yeah, by the FBI, FBI and they lie, Mm -hmm. and then it's proved that they were the ones who leaked it, they could have charges filed because of the lie that they told. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I think they'll they'll find out who it is. Uh, the motivation. I, I think we're living in a climate today that is extremely polarized, and you have individuals who probably perceive themselves as being a star. Right. They they perceive themselves as I'm going out to save the nation. Yeah. From these terrible whistle- concerns, in their minds, they're
1: a whistleblower. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know what? We're going to find out. I tell you what, the where they could be criminally charged. I read this. This is the property of the federal government. Yes, right. This is uh, this, uh, this this uh, draft yes. that they released, and so it, it unless you have permission to make it public, uh, you're not supposed to. Now I don't know what law that is exactly. I can't cite the uh, you know exact law. Maybe maybe Abe will be able to comment on this, but nonetheless. The person will be uh, shamed or and disbarred if they're they're an attorney, right? If yes. in fact it's one of the clerks, if it's yeah, right. if it's. Uh, by the way, I said Captain Mustard in the kitchen with a knife <laughs> or with a wrench, right? I was referring yeah. to clue, clue from the uh, wait in the old board in, game back in the day, but it wasn't Captain some, some Colonel Mustard. Colonel Mustard. Colonel Mustard. I yeah. called him Captain Mustard. Okay. <laughs> Colonel Colonel Mustard. Well, th- that was early
2: in his career. He was Captain Mustard. <laughs> Later on, he went on to greater <laughs> Colonel Mustard. He and when he retired, he was General Mustard.
1: So if you buy the board game today, he, he's right. uh RIP. Yes, right? That's Mustard. Right. Uh. We uh, we today. We remember General Mustard, who was in the kitchen with the ranch. Uh, all right, Fred, can you? Ne- Fred, did you ever play Clue? Uh, no. Okay, I, I don't have a clue what you're talking about. Well, right. do you, have you ever heard of the game?
3: Yes. Okay. Yes, yeah. I have.
2: So okay. Canadians, you know, famously <laughs> ha, ha, ha,
1: just, have very little sense of humor. You would have you know? thought nine months trapped inside a cabin, you'd be playing some <laughs> kind of board game back <laughs> of, in the 60s. Some kind of board uh-huh. game. Boy, is that stereotyping. <laughs> was that a, was it, I don't know if that's ethnic stereotyping, but that's country stereotyping. Yes. Right there, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, go ahead.
3: There, there is some other news coming out of the Supreme Court League. <laughs> President Joe Biden had a moment yesterday with regards to this now you know he's come out he said uh if this is true what justice alito is saying this is terrible for the country we're going to fight it etc etc
1: the leak or the the decision oh okay i got you
3: i don't know of a democrat who expressed concern about the leak what they're all out there and allegedly outraged about is if alito's decision is the final one uh, then they're upset because they're pro-abortionists. Anyway, yesterday, uh, President Biden uh, left Washington for a trip to Alabama. But before getting on well, Air Force... That's Biden Fo- country. That's Biden country, yeah. <laughs> he uh, Before he got on Air Force One, he had a slip, a verbal slip. And I want you to see if you catch this. Cut number one. The idea that we're going to make a judgment that is going to say that no one can make the judgment to choose to abort a child based on a decision by the Supreme Court, I think goes way overboard. Wow. Did you hear the term? He did not say fetus.
1: He didn't even say baby.
3: Did not say. He said child.
2: That's his conscience speaking without him knowing it. Bingo. His conscience said the truth right there. That you're aborting a What everybody a child. knows. What everybody knows deep inside. Mm. You're aborting a child. And you know what? What, Whatever, whatever else he might have said, I don't know how long the whole exchange was. What he said there was also untrue in that plenty of people will get a chance to speak their minds and put their beliefs into practice because if Roe v. Wade is overturned, then the battle just simply goes to the state that's state right. level. That's so right. have at it. This is the way the founders intended. Mm-hmm. In fact, if you're not happy with this decision, if in fact it comes down and Roe v. Wade is uh, overturned, then do what you should have done way back in 1973: convince the rest of the country to amend the Constitution and create a right to have an abortion. Mm-hmm. Okay, but that that's why this decision in Roe v. Wade and Casey versus Planned Parenthood were Terrible decisions is because they tried to short-circuit the process. We can't convince everybody to change the Constitution, so we're just going to do it by judicial fiat. Mm. And finally, 63 million unborn children later, it looks like we may get that over You know,
1: I saw some protests, uh, albeit relatively small, in uh, New York City and Los Angeles, California, ag- against... The uh, the what we think is going to be the Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe versus Wade, and I was just thinking about I was thinking to myself, why do you care? What? <laughs> why does somebody in Los Angeles or New York City those abortion laws are not going to change to right. protect innocent babies? Mm-hmm. Uh, because those are deep blue states and areas. I just don't understand the the. Uh, people in deep blue states being worried about what happens in Mississippi or Oklahoma or Texas or wherever, uh, that, uh, you know, where, yeah. wherever there is more protection for unborn babies. Um, would you have a well, thought, thought on why, why the, yeah, the I, whole I, left I, is reacting as if this is going to, as if what they're trying to convince people seems to me is that uh, the Supreme Court decision is going to outlaw abortion everywhere in America, and people need to join in the outrage?
2: Yeah, I, I here's here's my take on it. Okay, I don't know if it's true, may not be true, but everyone on the left. But this, as we've said many times in this program, this is ultimately a question about God and about who gets to be God. Okay, and folks, if you're listening, you obviously you're hearing me. If you're if uh, you're listening, if you're hearing me. Don't misunderstand me. There is only one true God. But in the heart of rebellious human beings, they want to be God. And they want to be the ones to make this decision about life. They they hate the sixth commandment, thou shalt not commit murder. And they think they have the right, the state, the government should be God. And the people who run the government are the ones who make these decisions. And they don't like the fact that Mississippi, for example, or Texas – or Indiana or Ohio, uh, get to, you know, are primarily motivated by their respect for God and the human beings that God created in his image. That irritates them. And and I think they just
1: want to, so they want to impose their beliefs on everybody else. Yes. That's what I, even though they say that
2: otherwise your point's exactly
1: right. Why do they care?
2: They, they get to have abortions if they want. Why do they care what goes on in Texas, Mississippi, Louisiana, et cetera? It's, it has to be this totalitarian mindset that, no, we're God. We make the decisions, and you and your God uh, don't mm-hmm. get to make those decisions. Mm-hmm.
3: You know, it was interesting, Tim, our, our discussion yesterday about this. You you mentioned that uh, President Biden, Nancy Pelosi, uh Many other Democrats uh, name their religion as Roman Catholic. Right. And that you mentioned, Tim, the Roman Catholic Church is totally against abortion. It's deemed as a mortal sin. Right. Right. Well, here's Joe Biden in 2006. And I I, I, I want to play this for you because I think it more reflects perhaps what his beliefs were back then. In speaking about Roe v. Wade, and speaking about abortion, it was a different Joe Biden in 2006. Cut to I, I do not view abortion as a, uh, um, as a choice and a right. I think it's always a tragedy, and I think that uh, it should be uh, rare and safe, and I think we should be focusing on how to limit the number of abortions, and there ought to be able to have a common ground and consensus as to do that. And I'm a little, I'm a bit, bit of an odd man out in my party. I do not vote for funding for abortion, I voted against partial birth abortion to limit it, and I vote for no restrictions on a woman's right to be able to have an abortion under Roe v. Wade. And so I, am, uh, I made everybody angry. That was a different Joe Biden. He sounded very Republican.
2: Well, that was, Tim, you're, you've made this point many times. That was back when there were blue dog Democrats. There were pro-life Democrats. A blue dog doesn't just refer to being pro-life, but there were pro-life Democrats in that party. Not anymore.
1: Nobody in the Democrat Party today refers to abortion as a tragedy. No. There, as, a, as we talked about yesterday, now they weren't right. They, the Democrats, even at that time, uh, not, not not all the Democrats. I mean, that's, that's a generalization. The people who were proponents of, quote, pro-choice. But there was some, uh, you could hear it in his voice right there, that from 2006. And we could echo uh, President Denver, Bill, I mean, Bill Clinton. Mm-hmm. The years he was president that abortion should be safe, legal, and rare. I think that's what he said right. Um, so there was some sense of regret, some sense of I know this is wrong, that is abortion. Uh, I, if I may use the word shame associated with it coming expressed by some politicians who were liberal at the time, even though they weren't against prohibiting it, mm-hmm. okay? Nowadays, these uh, almost all the Democrats celebrate abortion on demand. You you rarely hear the kind of language he just used mm-hmm. back in 2006. This is a this is a somewhat uh, awkward moment. Not that President Biden hadn't had a few in the last few months. Uh, this is probably a position that his staff. Uh, Wishes he wouldn't have to comment on for what, because of what we heard at the first of the show. Uh, here is a man who claims to be a Catholic. When I say claims to be, yes, he attends Mass. He is a Catholic. Okay, I say claims to be. The reason I use the word claims to be is uh, he's a Catholic who uh, goes against his own church teaching on something as fundamental as protecting an unborn human life, which the Catholic Church teaches, as you said earlier, Fred, as a mortal sin. So um, uh, he's in a very uncomfortable place, verbally, I think, because he will slip and say things like, it's a child. Mm -hmm. Well, you know Jen Psaki, the public White House press secretary, is cringing when she hears him say that, because she's going to have to walk out today <clears throat> and say that, uh, and, 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 and Peter Ducey or somebody's <laughs> probably going to ask, what did he mean by a child? Mm-hmm. And then she's going to have to say, well, he didn't mean it was a human being, or right. he didn't mean it was a child. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yep. So there, when you, the, 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 it's, it's tricky. For, even, for all the pro-choice, pro-abortion side, this is a tricky. They don't want to use words that humanize the baby inside the womb. They want to say fetus at the best. They want to say... Um,
2: well, some <laughs> of them will say blob of tissue.
1: Blob of tissue. Uh, the, the phrase they often like to use is women's health care choices. That way they don't even have to discuss what it is you're talking about because it hurts their case with the average person, when they have to, when they, when the president says, "I'm, I, I'm, I'm in favor of keeping child killing, right, legal." That, I mean, that's what he was. Yes, uh, that's what he was saying.
2: That wouldn't be putting words in his mouth. He said, no, "child,"
1: and no. abortion kills he, that child. And he said, "the idea." What did he say there? The idea that w- play, play, play that first clip again, and then we'll move on here. But um, you know, when this only proves to when. When you have to defend a lie, you you have to be on guard all the time for the, for what you say. You're going to slip up. Uh, you, 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 you know what I'm saying? Well, um, it,
2: let me just make this comment yeah. before we have the, the this clip. But uh, when you talk about Bill Clinton, he famously said abortion should be safe, legal, and rare. You know, the the first two, I think we understand the pro-abortion argument. But when he says rare, I want to ask him why. Why should it be rare? Why is it a tragedy? Why Why should you say you've at some point, you've got to deal yes. with the issue of what it is you're doing. Right. And now the Democratic Party and the secular left, they don't care. They'll just say, yeah, we know it's a child. And guess what? We get to kill it. There, there's some there's no hesitancy. There's no. But back then they had to say, well, it should be rare because nobody's happy about killing a baby.
1: All right. We're we, I, you know. You just bingoed again here, Ed. You just want, I've been off the show for you two just, days, uh, so <clears throat> I'm, I'm, re- I'm right. chomping at All right, head. so I, I do want to play this one more time, then we'll move on. This is President Biden. Yesterday, I guess he's getting ready to go or coming back from uh, – trip- yes, he
3: was ready, ready to board Air Force One, headed oh, to Alabama. Okay, okay. Yeah. The idea that we're going to make a judgment that is going to say that – no one can make the judgment to choose to abort a
1: child based on a decision by the Supreme Court. I think goes way overboard. He it, it was kind of confusing right there with his the way he worded things. Yeah, but you, you get the gist of it. Mm-hmm. I think he called it a
2: child, and then he he did not tell the truth. No, uh, about the fact that nobody's going to get to. Well, if you, you live in a blue state, then.
3: Yeah, but that that's one example of the hysteria. Listen to this this is a USA Today writer today writing about this. Abortion isn't the only right that could be under threat by the Supreme Court's draft ruling. If the draft opinion published Monday by Political takes effect, it could open the door to reconsideration, potential reversal of other established rights, including same sex marriage, contraception, private consensual sexual activity, and even interracial marriage. This is USA Today.
2: I have I have not I have not read the. Uh, I'd like to ask Abe when he comes on about whether he whether the I've not read the ruling yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I've gotten a copy of it, and but I was traveling. I would like to read it, but I'd like to ask Abe. I don't know what the arguments are, but you know what? I make no apology for the fact that same sex marriage should be overturned. Mm-hmm. I mean that's just a uh, that was a, that was another horrendous ruling.
3: Yeah.
1: Yes. You're listening to today's issues. That's the name of this show. Today's issues on American family radio, Tim, Ed and Fred. Uh, and, uh, Abe, Abe, Hamilton will be with us at the bottom of the hour. Um, this is going to be, as I say, I think between the next 24 to 48 hours, we're probably going to learn where the leak came from in the Supreme court. The Democrats are hoping that this is an issue which they can take advantage of to ignite, uh, voters that would come out for them in the, in the fall. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's going to work. Nope. I really don't because number one, this is not uh, banning abortion across the land completely. This is just saying abortion law belongs at a state level, not, not, uh, at a national level. And and secondly, the people who vote pro li- on, on the pro-life issue as the top of their priority list are not going to be cha- are not going be moved one way or another. The people who vote uh, pro-abortion or pro-choice, as they call it, primarily, they're not going to change. They're pretty well set. So I, I, I just I, the people in the middle, they, yes, a lot of them consider abortion as a political, value in terms of who they'll vote for but but for, for the 80 percent of the public i'm guessing it's going to fall down it doesn't affect them personally no. so it's going to fall down after the economy uh national security you know what i'm saying well unless doing the like the usa today writer scares them they have to they
2: have to do, do some scaremongering yes. yeah they're
1: trying to drum up fear yeah. among the american general public that uh yeah that, that Things are going to happen uh, far beyond Roe vs. Wade being right. yes. uh, overturned. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. We will return with Abraham Hamilton III, who is a general counsel for us here. He's heard each afternoon on the Hamilton Corner on AFR. And is a pretty smart dude. Yes, he is. A pretty smart dude. We'll be back momentarily.
0: what does the american family association stand for afa aims to evangelize the lost and disciple the believer afa aims to strengthen biblical marriages and equip parents to raise godly children these values and more are part of our mission to inform equip and activate individuals to strengthen the moral foundations of our culture we also support the church we want to be a leading organization in biblical worldview training for cultural transformation Thank you for standing with us. We live in a day when America's families are under attack like never before. Buddy Smith, Senior Vice President of the American Family Association. The war against biblical principles rages on numerous fronts. The internet, Hollywood, Washington DC, America's corporate boardrooms, and the list goes on. At American Family Association, we're committed to standing against the enemies of God the enemies of your family, and we recognize it's an impossible task without God's favor and your partnership. Thank you for being faithful to pray for this ministry, to give financially, and to respond to our calls for activism. What you do on the home front is crucial to what we do on the battlefront. We praise God for your faithfulness, And may he give us many victories in the battles ahead as we work together to restore our nation's biblical foundations.
4: Hello Americans, I'm Todd Starnes. Stand by for news and commentary next. Everyone's goals for advancing their education look different. At Liberty University, we've helped thousands of students like you earn their dream degree. So no matter what your goal is, we can help you get there. With over 450 degrees from the associate to the doctoral level to choose from, most of which are 100% online, you'll find what you need to succeed. To discover which degree might be the best fit for you, text Degree to 49595. That's Degree to 49595. Well, it's quite an accomplishment to be named to a post at one of our nation's military academies. But what about being named to all five military academies? Well, that would be a miracle. And Noble Rasmussen is a miracle worker. He was recently accepted to all five military academies. Noble is a patriot, and he told Fox News that God has blessed his life. The Nebraska teenagers already served as a cadet in the Civil Air Patrol, and that led to his interest in a military career. Noble's parents say they pray their son will be a young man of honor, honesty, and integrity, a prayer we should all pray for all of our children. By the way, uh, Noble announced on Fox News that he will be an airman at the Air Force Academy. My new book, by the way, makes a great gift for moms and grandmas, our daily biscuit devotions with a drawl It's available at your favorite bookstore and online at toddsterns.com. Jesus said... Let the little children come to me and do not hinder them for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. Matthew nineteen fourteen.
2: American Family Radio.
0: This is Today's Issues. Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. Past broadcasts of Today's Issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now back to more of Today's Issues.
1: Hey, welcome back everybody to today's issues on American family radio. You can send us an email if you'd like to comments at AFR.net comments at AFR.net. We're also on Facebook and YouTube. Just type in today's issues and you can uh, go there and on our Facebook page, we, we live stream the show and on our Facebook page, we post the stories, uh, that we talk about and the original sources where we got the information that we discuss here <clears throat> on <clears throat> this here show. Abraham Hamilton III joins us now. Abe's with us most Wednesdays. Uh, good morning, Abe. Good morning. Okay, uh, Abe, uh, is, is the leak that came from the Supreme Court, we don't know where it came from yet. I said earlier, I'm predicting the next 24 to 48 hours, we'll know who this person is and how this happened. Um would you suspect it's one of the thirty-six clerks uh, that work for the justices?
5: It it could be, you know. Um, I I would be surprised if it's someone other than the clerks. You know, um, who could it be? like the janitor? <laughs> no, I mean, uh, the janitor would have wouldn't have access to it. I would imagine it would have to come from one of the clerks. Well, know, let me it, let it,
2: me just toss this in real really quickly, and and we talked about this during the break just briefly. Uh, but here on the air, what happens if it's a justice? What happens if it's Kagan or Sotomayor? Is You've that been reading grounds- too John Grisham novels.
5: <laughs> Is that grounds that, for that would impeachment? Be, that, yeah, that, that, would be, that would be impeachable as a, as a violation of the judicial canon, the judicial code of ethics. Um, that would be grounds for impeachment if it was one of the justices. Um, in, my, in my opinion, that, that, would be tant- I, that would be tantamount to a, a violation of the oath of office and the practices of the Senate, as well of the Senate the, of the Supreme Court, as well as um, really a betrayal of the country. <laughs> Frankly, uh, it, it most most likely it would come from a justice who didn't like what was going on. You know, if it was a justice, and right. they leaked this kind of as a hissy fit.
1: Oh, uh, the chances of it being a justice would be.
5: I think that's very minimal. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't think it's very likely that it was adjusted. I've
1: got a caricature, if that's what you want to call it. I I've got a profile in mind. Y'all know what it want. y'all want to know what it is? Uh, I, I, absolutely. I, I, I don't have this is this I've is gotta know. Okay, this I knew you would. <laughs> this is pure unadulterated speculation. Let me just okay. say that if you didn't know that already, okay. Uh the person who leaked this, in my mind, is about a 27, 28-year-old, probably, Uh Harvard law grad, Wokey. Do you call him Wokey? I just did call him Wokey. Is that, that a Star Trek character? To- <laughs> oh. Hey, Star Trek Star Eric. Wars. Star Wars. Come, come, on, come on. on. You're embarrassing us. <laughs> yes. hey, hey, come on, man. Star Wars. Star Trek. Get it straight. uh Person I guess you guys and who, who know who, I'm
5: not really a big Star Wars guy. Yeah,
1: who became uh, they became unhinged when they saw this, and they decided uh, they they wanted to be a, a whistleblower to the public, so that the American people who agree with her or him I'm thinking it's a woman um, would become outraged, and uh, maybe somebody would slash Clarence Thomas's tires. Uh, at his home and change thereby change his s- scare them and yeah. make them change their opinion so that they the woke crowd doesn't attack them that that's my caricature uh i as i say pure speculation but i thought it worthy of one minute of <laughs> radio time right there would that 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 kind of would that it wouldn't surprise me yeah okay all right why
2: why wouldn't it well, because I, I I think that's that's the kind of person, I, I'm I'm going to go even further and be unfair, completely unfair to the secular left. No, not really. Right. And say that the, the secular left is filled with those kind of people who, when they don't get their way, try to bend the rules in order to make it happen. I mean, Abe, that's that's how we got Roe v. Wade in the first place, right? They couldn't convince all the states to legalize abortion, so they said, well, you know what? We're not going to do it the way the Constitution says. We're going to do it by judicial fiat.
5: Yeah, you're absolutely right. And and getting back to the text of the opinion, I want to pull it up because I have it right in front of me. Uh, Justice Alito kind of, not kind uh, of, uh, Let me
1: just say this, Abe, just to correct you uh, in a minor detail. The text of the uh Draft. Draft opinion. Yeah. Yeah. The text of
5: the draft opinion. And and I I said that yesterday repeatedly that this is a draft. Right. Not the final opinion of the court. Right. This has not been concluded. They justices can change their minds if this is in fact, which chief justice, John Roberts affirmed that this was an authentic draft, which indicates that there was at some point as of maybe February, a majority to overturn Roe, but this is not the final opinion. Um, but I found it very interesting that on, to your point, Ed, Justice Alito kind of mocked uh, former Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman, uh, who wrote the Roe opinion, because he said this, quote, Roe expressed the feeling that the 14th Amendment was the provision that did the work, but its message seemed to be that the abortion right could be found somewhere in the Constitution, and that specifying its exact location was not of paramount importance, end quote. Wow. So— <laughs> To, to to your point, it is, well, it's not in the Constitution, but we're going to make it up and we're going to say it's in there, but we're not going to point to which provision of the Constitution uh, that specifically provides for it, to your point.
2: And, and this is this is what irritates me so much about the left is like you're hearing all kinds of uh, commentators, for example, say, well, they're taking away the right to an abortion. They're making it. The, no, nobody's doing that, even if Roe v. Wade is overturned. The founders, the the people who created the document that governs our land, the Constitution, the political document that governs our land, the Constitution, made provision for adding rights to that Constitution. All you have to do is convince your fellow citizens that this is the right way to do it. You can add rights all day long to the Constitution. You want to give this right to women in this country, just convince your fellow citizens, right? That's I mean, right. that's not an exaggeration.
5: It's not an exaggeration. And to say that this is, you know, limited, it's just not true. It's sending the issue to the states. And, again, uh, there's mm. another provision of this draft opinion that was particularly strong in terms of a, a legal argument because I've heard many people say that, oh, if the Supreme Court overturns Roe versus Wade, we need Congress to pass uh, legislation to codify, uh, quote-unquote, reproductive justice Uh, but I don't think the constitution allows that. And to assume that the constitution allows for Congress to do it, I think is an assumption that's not supported, uh, by an authentic understanding of the 10th amendment and the constitution (sighs) in whole check out this quote from the draft opinion from justice Alito. He says this quote, the constitution does not prohibit the citizens of each state from regulating or prohibiting abortion. Roe and Casey arrogated that authority. We now overrule those decisions and return that authority to the people and their elected representatives, end quote. Now, why is that quote so powerful, in my opinion? Justice Alito is quoting directly from the Tenth Amendment. The Tenth Amendment says the powers not delegated to the United States by the Constitution nor prohibited by it to the states are reserved to the states, respectively. Or to the people. So it seems, in my opinion, that Justice Alito is saying that the entire discussion of abortion has been expressly reserved to the states, which would be a shot across the bow as a warning that should Congress try to take up this issue, that they could find an unhospitable Supreme Court on that point as well. So I thought that was particularly potent in the draft non final opinion.
2: Go ahead. I I was going to just toss this, this in. Uh, Do you think – Fred referred to a column in USA Today saying other rights could be endangered too. Do you think this is where some on the left are going to be pointing, that this emphasis that on the Tenth Amendment means that other, quote-unquote, rights that the Supreme Court has granted, like the right to same-sex marriage, could be threatened by the fact – which we should have all been following all along, that the 10th Amendment means that states determine marriage law, for example. You think that's where their concern comes from?
5: Yeah, I, I do think, um, well, I, I think their concern is just, is hyperbolic, period. I, I don't think the concerns are necessarily leg- legitimate because, in the exact same draft opinion that I've been referring to the whole morning, Justice Alito is explicit in saying this only applies to Roe. This only applies to Roe. This only applies to Roe and Casey. This only applies to the uh, the precedent that has allowed abortion to go forward in our country. Okay. So so to say that oh, it's going to do these other things is to literally argue the exact, the exact opposite of what the draft opinion says on its face.
1: Yeah, the lefties, they've got to drum up outrage yeah. and, and fear mm-hmm. because uh, uh, otherwise— people are going to see this and move on. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because right. it's this is not a – this is a game changer for protecting innocent human life in the states yes. where human life, the unborn, are valued, and we're allowed to express that through our representatives, through who we elect to be governor. And uh, <clears throat> so that it's just – I just think this is going to be a short-lived – Quote, outrage by the left uh they may keep talking about it they're leaders but i just don't think it's going to move the mass general public in any direction one way or the other i really okay. don't uh all right abe thank you so much my friend and uh thank you we will see you uh down the hall a little bit later in the day okay <laughs> all righty <laughs> thank you that's abraham hamilton the third join him this afternoon If you want to hear Abe without Tim, Fred, and Ed interrupting him, (laughs) uh, you can hear Abe go uh, solo. Mm -hmm.
2: For an hour.
1: For an hour at 5.05 Central Time this afternoon right here on American Family Radio. So check that show out. Abraham Hamilton with the Hamilton Corner. Go ahead, Fred. What do you got next?
3: Uh, Primaries yesterday in uh, Ohio and in Indiana. And as someone we interviewed this morning to get reaction on this, Donald Trump had a good day yesterday in those primaries, a very good day. He swept all 13 races that he endorsed in Ohio, plus nine that he endorsed in Indiana. And, of course, I guess the big news out of the primaries yesterday was Ohio, uh, in that J.D. Vance, who Trump just endorsed, what, three weeks ago? That was
1: a Republican Senate primary.
3: Yes. He endorsed just three weeks ago. Uh, he won handily. Vance did yesterday. And uh, so it was It was a, a good day for Donald Trump. Some of the analysis coming out of it this morning say that Donald Trump is still a powerful force in the Republican Party. And that's that's been one of the debates. But would Vance have this? won without President Trump's endorsement anyway? I mean, but it's hard to say, Tim, but back several weeks ago, Vance was trailing. Once he got the endorsement from Donald Trump, his number started to climb almost immediately.
1: Okay, he won. This is, uh, I'm looking, at this is Associated Press. They called the race for, uh, uh, so uh, I shouldn't even delve into this because I don't know the, I have a question here. Mm-hmm. Is this a runoff now or is this decided?
3: It's decided. Okay. Yes.
1: Even though Vance, uh, the winner, only won. Thirty-two point two percent of the vote. He was uh, he won more than anybody else. Yes. So the second place finisher was Josh Mandel, and he finished with twenty, in essence, twenty-four percent of the uh, vote in the Republican primary. And and
2: he had been endorsed by Ted Cruz.
1: Yes, Mandel. Yes, Mandel head. Yeah. Yes. Uh, in any case, um, Ohio is now considered a red state
3: very much so and uh, just a note to the producer we're going to ask for Carl Rove uh, this morning in doing an analysis on this. Very interesting. He looked at turnout numbers and I'll, I'll let we're going to play uh, Brent Cut number seven here. He's looking at turnout numbers comparing 2018 primary to yesterday. Both for Republicans and Democrats. Have a listen to this. In
2: 2018, 827,000 people voted in the Republican primary. Had a big race for governor, open seat for governor. Democrats similarly had a big primary, Mm 680,000. We don't have the final numbers in, but it looks like the Republican turnout this year will be coming close to 1.2 million. So think about that. Nearly a 50% increase since four years ago. The Democrat turnout it'll be lucky to get to 600,000. So this is a state, think about that, a nearly two to one advantage among Republican primary turnout versus Democratic turnout. That shows that the state has moved uh, dramatically in the last four to six years in a Republican direction.
1: You know, it's got to be worrisome to uh, the Democrats to think that uh, we may be entering an era where Ohio and Florida are red states. In the same way New York and California are blue states. Yes. Um, Because Florida and Ohio in the past 10 years, 20 years, have been considered more purple. Yes. All right. Now, uh, interesting, President Trump won in Ohio – by over biden over a higher margin than he won in texas Mm -hmm. think about that Mm -hmm. for just a minute so uh you know now granted california i'm talking about the electoral college votes okay Uh, granted uh, uh california is by far the largest state in the union population wise and then texas is second well i say by far i don't know what 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 is a popular... No,
3: I just... 39 million in California. Texas is the next largest state.
1: With what? 25 million? I, I something don't, like yeah, that? Yeah, I
3: don't have... But, but, but okay, your... But, parameters but, are right. Okay.
1: And then and then after that, uh, Florida and the s- uh, state of New York, are, aren't they three, four? I don't know which is which.
3: New York will be in there.
1: Okay, but... you talking about population yes. population which is also reflective of the uh, electoral college so florida has
2: 30 electoral votes new york 28 so florida must be ahead so what about texas what what about texas
1: texas is 40 what about new uh, california
2: california is 54 okay that's the most uh, Now,
1: ohio is going to be a top 10
2: am i right they're uh, 17 so, so they they're they're up there georgia is 16 comes right i think right after them okay and uh, okay. Pennsylvania's nineteen, Virginia's well, thirteen, North Carolina's sixteen. So those are good sized states, but you can see that Florida, thirty. Yeah. That's yeah. If, that looks like if, if third. Florida, if
1: Florida continues to trend red, you know what I'm saying. I think Obama may have won them a couple of times, and it's always close in Florida. I mean, it's right. it's a fifty fifty type state.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, but the Republicans have been winning a lot of statewide races there. Yes. Uh, in the last few years, and So I would say Florida is trending red, okay? Mm -hmm. And then if you look at the map, now I'm talking about for a national election. I'm talking about for a presidential election. You look, too, at uh, Virginia. Mm -hmm. Virginia's been blue. (laughs) And now Virginia flipped red, at least in one election cycle, Mm -hmm. which, again, has to be disconcerting for Democrats because Democrats have to count on things, (laughs) okay? They have to count on 9 out of 10 African Americans voting for them. -hmm. They got to count on seven out of ten Hispanic voters voting for them. Right. They they have to put blocks together to be able to win majorities. Um, And they got to count on Virginia. Mm -hmm. They got, you know what I'm saying? They got. They can't have any of these things slip up, or the Republicans are going to win in a national election. Uh, Now you might flip that and argue some somebody may make an argument, uh, same is true of Republicans in the sense, they have to get evangelical Christians to vote for them right. and, and so forth. And so on. I know that's true. I'm just saying that. I think the Democrats thought, Hey, we probably going to get Florida. We've got Virginia in the bag, uh, Ohio. Uh, now they're having to go, wait a minute. Uh, what we're going to have to fight for those States. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, and I, and I'll
2: say this, the, the future doesn't look any brighter for them because the Democratic Party is aligning itself more and more with the radical yes, left. Yes, they are. <laughs> and, and that is becoming very distasteful, that radical left, to the average American voter and a lot of independents. So the Democratic Party's look, future looks even less
1: bright. Look at the survey, Fred. You talked about the other day among Hispanic voters. That's that right. The Democrats uh, are losing the trust of – Hispanic voters, yes, uh, and it's they, they some called it alarming, right? You know, uh, so the the Democrats have to have the uh, Hispanic voters, as I say, seven out of ten of them. If it's a fifty fifty, Democrats going to lose a lot of places, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, very interesting the, the what what's happening here, uh, s- state by state. I mentioned Ohio and Florida and Virginia, and then there's certainly across the country. Uh, you're listening to today's issues on American Family Radio. We uh, have with us now Dan Steiner. He's the president of Preborn. And you know what, folks? Preborn and uh, American Family Association, American Family Radio, uh, and our, our, our brother Dan Celia, who passed away recently, uh, who was on this network for 12 years with financial issues, promoted pre-born all the time uh, because they do such wonderful work and it doesn't matter who the president is it doesn't matter what the laws are regarding abortion we can always do things in the pro-life community to save unborn babies uh, that aren't illegal okay that are very much legal and Dan is with us now Dan good morning to you
6: hey Tim great to be on sir
1: hey where are you today
6: I'm in the highest abortion county of the United States where American Family Radio and uh, AFA and Preborn are saving babies this morning, Los Angeles County.
1: Los Angeles County. Uh, uh, all right, Dan, for those who are new to American Family Radio, they don't know what Preborn is and what your mission is. Tell us what that uh, synopsizes, if you would.
6: Thank you, sir. So, we're the competition of Planned Parenthood in a sentence. Uh, hour by hour, weekend and month out, we offer free services to young women. We reach them on the internet. We uh, help them come into our clinics, show them their baby on ultrasound as it's underwritten by so many AFR listeners. And 60 to 80% of the time, they'll choose life for the baby when they meet that baby, get that first baby picture, which is an ultrasound. And they'll choose life, but that's not where it stops. Then we also introduce them to the chief executive officer of Preborn, which is the Lord Jesus Christ. We're evangelists to abortion vulnerable women, and uh, I'm happy to report, Tim, that together uh, your organization and ours uh, in 2021 saw over 43,000 babies saved uh, in our mutual efforts. So appreciate uh, the partnership here so much.
1: How long have we been partnered with Preborn?
6: Um I would say five or six years, Jim would know for sure i don't know if not long enough I wish it would have started earlier <laughs> yeah
1: but but when you uh, you we use the number in twenty twenty one how many babies were saved uh by preborn which we support here at a f r and a f a how do you know that what, what was the number and uh, what was the number and how do you know that?
6: Yes, sir. So on a month-by-month basis, our clinics uh, in the field are required to turn in reports uh, as well as our internally regenerated reports. So we market against Planned Parenthood on the Internet, hour by hour, reaching the women and getting them to come to our clinics. So we know how many clicks we get. We know how many phone calls that results in. We know how many appointments that results in. We know how many people... Come into the appointments, we know how many people choose life and choose Christ from those appointments. so we're a metrically driven technological organization as well as a clinical consulting organization in our clinic, seventy of them now across the United States in the highest abortion cities. So we've got it nailed down uh, you know empirically till
1: where, where where does your you, you, you started preborn where does your and you're the president? Where does your passion come from? How did you get uh, in- involved in this?
6: Well, to borrow from an unlikely source, a uh, uh, Rush Limbaugh, I borrow, you know, on loan from heaven, Tim, uh One morning, and a, in a I get up between four thirty and six thirty every morning to pray, and, and one of those times, I really sensed our God's broken heart as he sees every abortion. He's got all their days, as we know, in Psalm 139 written for them before there was yet one of them. And it breaks his heart. And uh, and uh, that was my call, you know, sensing that to the field of the fatherless. And uh, so we've been working on this now for 30 years uh, in pregnancy clinics, and now 15 years ago, 16 now, Valerie and I started Preborn Ministries, which is to have alternatives to abortion in the highest abortion states where, as you have probably already talked about, that's where it's going. We're going to have sanctuary states with uh, the overturning of Roe v.ersus Wade. It won't stop abortion. It'll just gravitate them to these deep blue, deep state, you know, municipalities, yeah. California, New York. Yeah.
1: Where is your so, what's your what's your website and how can people uh so so people can learn more about preborn?
6: Yeah, uh well it's preborn dot org, preborn, like a preborn baby dot org and uh you can learn more about what we're doing to stop abortion. We're we're already in anticipation of Roe being overturned and being there. We've got our our clinics already on the ground. Now the, and uh So you know, you're listening to
1: Afr. Yeah, the clinics are are mobile, right?
6: Yes, we've got mobile clinics
1: and stationary both. Yes, sir. And stationary, both. so I just want a lot of the clinics are mobile. So you you uh you uh, you 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 can set up near Planned Parenthood, which is the largest abortion provider in the country, and then the uh, young ladies can come in see their. They're not going to be shown this at a the, the. Uh, You know, at Planned Parenthood, so they're going to be shown the baby on the ultrasound, and that when they see that, you're saying, what percentage change their mind?
6: Yeah, sixty to eighty percent of the time, yeah, they will change their mind. That's a game changer.
1: Hey, Dan, we're out of time. Uh, We'll have you on again. Uh, uh, Maybe, maybe in the next few days, uh, tell us, give us a report on on uh, your efforts there in Los Angeles. Okay.
6: I would love it, Tim. Thanks so much for being a partner, brother.
1: Absolutely. Dan Steiner, S-T-E-I-N-E-R, president of Preborn Ministries, has been our guest. Uh, We'll be back momentarily with more of today's issues.
3: The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not
5: necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.